Welcome back to the Joke Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 119. I'm officially in on college football now. Okay, and last uh, podcast as a 21-year-old. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. Episode 119. Um, today we're going to talk about college football playoff because, I mean, it was really last week, but this is when college football has my has my full attention. All right. And now, now is when I care, especially... A Michigan-Ohio State game on the horizon where I have about as little confidence as ever, especially with Harbaugh. I just I, I know he's never going to win this game. Um, we're going to talk about Week 11 in the NFL, the LeBron James-Isaiah Stewart fight, yeah, the possible return of the Quebec Nordiques, uh-huh. and Major League Baseball as they stay in the news. They release Always. their all-MLB all MLB team and... We'll discuss that. We'll start in the NFL, where it was the headline game of the weekend, but also the biggest blowout. Indianapolis takes down Buffalo, 41-15. I mean, do we call this the Jonathan Taylor game? Is this when yeah. we all question the Bills game? No, it's not a, It's not a panic <laughs> game. It's just you're going to have bad weeks. Sometimes you can persevere through them. Not this week. The Colts could have ran the ball all day. And not even throw one pass, and they would have won this game. All right, so no, no Bills panic button yet. No, no, because guess what? They got to play the New England Patriots twice in like three weeks, and they're going to beat them both times. I'm not, I'm not concerned at all. Well, a lot of, a lot of confidence at Buffalo. Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns, 204 total yards. This was, if you're, I mean, if you're someone like Bill Simmons, this is, this is the perfect week. The Patriots are the three seed even though they haven't had their bye yet, so they basically have an extra game over everyone. Right. And this is, oh, look at the Bills. They put up 15 points. The only concerning part to me is the sporadic Josh Allen game, which I think we saw mm-hmm. a lot more of two years ago where right. you'd push the ball down the field a little too much, right. almost a little Mahomesy. Yep. And, again, there was a few, like, tipped interceptions, which can't really hang on him. That's it's the Collingsworth not really an interception interception i i genuinely think this should be like i'm not saying it doesn't count for quarterbacks interception but Mm -hmm. like i feel like more often this year or a lot this year we've seen the tipped interception right and for indy now they kind of i i don't want to say they're looming for the division because i forgot tennessee is eight and three but indy is like a frisky they're like a fun if they can get into the playoffs yeah not that they're a team you don't want to see because at the end of the day, it is still Carson Wentz you're yeah. going up against. But it seems like they could just run the ball not only into the playoffs, but maybe even a playoff win. Possibly, yep. Yeah. yeah, they're on the upswing for sure, right? They, well, were they at one point? Two and four? Yeah. They're like One and four? The Baltimore game. Like, there's a lot of games out there. I feel like this is balancing out. This is the yeah. – well, they deserve to be – I think they're five and five now. Yeah. This is – that's about right for the Colts. If you take a look around the NFL right now, there's a lot of five and five, six and four, four and six teams. A lot. Yeah. If you look at the um, AFC North, it's just a bungle <laughs> of 500 teams or just over 500 teams. I think the Bengals are back in contention again at six and four. Yeah, did they jump right. from like fourth to second in the division yeah. in one week? That's how it's going to go, I think, the rest of the way. Speaking of your Bengals, they took down 
Vegas, 32-13. This was, I, I feel like I'm going to throw this out there and a lot of people are going to have backlash. And I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan. Is Joe Burrow the most reliable quarterback in this division right now? It's mm. a good question. Because I'm not saying best. Yeah, yeah. Lamar has had a few games this year where, I mean, he's looked amazing all year, but he's had these illnesses that isn't COVID. They said it wasn't COVID, but right. it seems like he can't stay on the field like even in the preseason he was missing snaps which is good because tyler huntley stepped in and did a pretty good job but yeah. burrow coming off a torn acl is is the safest option in this division right and mixon's really running the ball well for the Bengals, and i forgot to mention that that's i think the bill's biggest <laughs> downfall they got to run the, at least attempt to run the ball more and it doesn't have to be allen yeah but uh yeah like i don't know cincinnati seems they look they look good Coming off the bye, nice yep. and rested. Yep, and the Raiders are kind of on the downswing. Right? This I said, I said before this game, this was the lose your leaves town match. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And the Raiders had this debacle of a season of just that's caught up to them, for sure. And there's another division if you look up up and down, it's six and four or five and five or four and five. It's yeah. Uh. The San Francisco 49ers took down Jacksonville 30-10. to 10. Is this a the score is deceiving because it didn't even feel this that close? Yeah, kind of like the what we just talked about. Uh, the Bengals-Raiders game was actually quite close until the last three minutes of the game. And I think the Bengals scored 17 points or something in the last three or four minutes. Yeah, the inter interception and then Mixon ran in another yeah. touchdown. Yeah. This, like, I mean, it's good because I like seeing San Francisco get into this groove. And now they're going to fall into, okay, well, they're they're kind of not only leaning into being a wild card team, but could they get ahead of the Rams? Like, I feel like that's the kind of territory we're headed with how they're playing because not only do they dominate the Rams, they dominate the Jaguars like they should. Right. Yeah. Because if, if you look at teams on the upswing, you'd have to include the Colts and the 49ers. They kind of seem to have righted the ship, so to speak, right? And... There's a few teams going in the opposite direction, but that's it's kind of where we're at. And remember, we got an extra week of football this year, so it'll be interesting how it plays out. I think we can officially call this. I know we talk about it most weeks, but I think this is officially playoff picture week. Like this is now where I've seen all the graphics about playoff picture and teams in the hunt. This is now when everybody else is starting to talk about it. Yeah, it's usually well. It's probably a week too early because there, the, there is an extra week this year. But sure, uh, Miami takes down the New York Jets twenty four seventeen. Okay, next game. No, uh, <laughs> it's just to uh, sure he played well through for almost three hundred yards. And again, it's the Jets. But here's another team on the uptick. Right, they were one and seven. Now they're four and seven. So they think they're in the hunt. Yeah, these these are both cross off teams. Tua just does not. I, I'm. I wonder if Miami just t tries to find another quarterback this off season. Like, is Tua already not a starter, or does he deserve one more year? Yeah, I don't know. Like, like you said earlier, like I'd be pretty confident in Brissett being the starter. It's the year, the year of the backup. Or the trip, the third option. That's what the Jets have been doing. They're rotating because now Flacco and white are both out because of covid restrictions so they have to start 
Wilson, who better come back from his knee injury. He doesn't have COVID at least, but <laughs> he's got a torn ACL or whatever he's got. Uh, I'd say the shocker of the weekend is Houston taking down Tennessee. Yep. It's a team. I think Tennessee is a team we're both realistic with that. Sure. They're the number one seed. They're eight right. and three, but it's kind of one of those. If we quickly went like Kansas city, Buffalo, Baltimore, I would take all three of those teams over Tennessee. Right. Especially without Derrick Henry. Yeah. If he comes back, that's a big boost. Yeah. But that's you're hoping in January. Yeah. And by that time, I mean, I guess January is still going to be the regular season, at least for a week or two. I wonder who they're going to start at running back now that they release Peterson. Yeah. You bring him in for three games. Yeah. And, and they they're, they don't like him, I guess. Well, uh, again, yeah. You can't lose to Houston, right? That, that's embarrassing. It, like, even if you're playing bad, you should be able to beat Houston. But to me, I didn't watch the game, but I seen the highlights. Um, Tannenbaum went through four interceptions. Tannenbaum or Tannehill, sorry. I like that. Nah, I like Tannehill. He was he was a Tannenbaum in this. Yeah, game. he was. Yes, four interceptions and no running attack. So that's again, anyone could beat anyone on any given week. You never know. This was the fun. Uh, the tight or uh, the Titans have their six game win streak snapped, and the Texans snap their eight game losing streak. Wow. Uh. Yeah, five five turnovers for the Texans, and in, included those four interceptions in Tennessee. Titans. Also, hmm? did I say Texans? Yeah, it would, which for normally Texans would be. For, forced the turnovers. Oh, forced, gotcha. And okay. Tennessee also muffed a punt, so that's that's about their week again. And they were still almost in it. Yeah, right. Like they were. Like it didn't seem close. Again, I didn't see the. I didn't watch the game, but it was like twelve nothing. I think it was nineteen nothing at one point. And then I guess Tennessee scored once, tried to go for two, didn't get it. And then they had a couple more chances, and Tannenbaum bombed out. Uh, Arizona takes down Seattle 23-13. And I feel like at this point I should just apologize to Seahawks fans because I, yeah. really, I really put my faith in that team. and They're done. There's another cross-off. Done. Like, not even a question. They haven't scored a touchdown since Russell Wilson's been back. Yeah. This is just – it's abysmal. I've – at this point, I wonder, does Seattle try to move on from Russell Wilson? And I'm not saying this is like Russell Wilson's done. Any right. team would be happy to get him. Right. But maybe just his time, time in Seattle's done. Right. Time to rebuild. Colt McCoy was just dynamite. Uh, 318 yards passing, two touchdowns, including one where he gets the snap and fumbles, fumbles it. it. But cool and calm McCoy. Yeah, that that's when you know that things are going right in Arizona. Yeah, Zach Ertz two touchdowns. Yeah. Jamal Adams gets paid all that money and can't cover Zach Ertz. Yeah, it's just it's it's a rough go for Seattle right now. Um, my, I mean, I feel like now I've just I've hitched myself to this team. You have the Bengals. Yeah, I'm a Philadelphia Eagle fan at this point. Fair enough. Jalen Hurts. Three rushing touchdowns. Philadelphia takes down New Orleans, forty to twenty-nine. This was the number one rushing defense going into the weekend, right? And Philadelphia. I mean, not that their passing attack is amazing, but they could just run the ball. Yeah, and not with the running back because I feel sorry for number ninety-six for the Saints. I don't know his <laughs> name, but I'm pretty sure he broke both his <laughs> ankles on that play by Hurts. Unbelievable. I'm. I'm just I'm slowly believing that last wild card spot because at this point, 
I feel like we do. We do have three front runners for the wild card. Right. We're still good with the Rams. The Vikings proved themselves this weekend. Vikings are in every week, <clears throat> win or lose. And the 49ers. Yeah. But the Eagles are they're inching themselves in there, especially yep. I didn't write it down. I'll probably do it for our preview for this coming uh weekend. They have a pretty soft schedule. They've I think they've already played did they play Dallas again? Yeah. So they have Dallas. They play the their own division. They just play their own uh, division, the, the, yeah. I think. Which is yeah, pretty weak. You're playing Washington and the Giants. Yeah. It's it's one of those week eighteen, there could be a scenario Philly could make the playoffs. I guess there, there's only tiebreaker rules. There's actually no way two teams could tie and have to play a wild card, wild I don't, card I don't game. Think so that would be really <laughs> fun, though. They'd probably have to do it on like the Thursday, right? Short rest for everyone. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland takes down Detroit thirteen ten. I, I'm not gonna actually. You know what? No, I'm taking full credit. I fully called this game. Detroit yeah. was in it. For sure. They were right there. Cle- Again, Cleveland, a team that's on the down tick, but they are finding ways to win a couple times when they really shouldn't. And Detroit is, again, they f- they might be the best ever winless team in NFL history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just, when they're playing, I like, yeah, I kind of feel for the coach and I know they're playing for him. And it's not like they're getting blown out. No. Right? It's not like the Jets from last year. Was it last year? The Jets finally I know they went ended up winning a couple they beat the Rams. Right? Yeah, they were they won a couple games. But and then the Lions of I forget what year that 2008? was. Eight or something, right? Where you just you knew they're losing every week, right? It wasn't close. Or they'd have a couple close games. But the Lions are in it almost every week. Yeah, Cleveland had to run run the clock out yeah. to make sure Detroit didn't get the ball well, back. Yeah. And this was a game where we didn't have Jared Goff, and we still have one arm, one arm Baker Mayfield. I love that everyone started calling is it Tim Boyle. They started calling him TB12 because he wore <laughs> number twelve. And I mean, poor Detroit. I, I just at this point, I don't know. Like, I just don't know if they are gonna win a game. Like, if they would have had at least their starting quarterback in, they probably win this game. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like. They're in it, and the, and this a guy making his first ever start, right? Again, the back. It's the year of the backup quarterback. Yeah, he threw a really bad interception too. Oh, and another one which was wasn't an interception, but was you, you could just tell he was nervous, right? He, he threw behind a wide receiver by a yard or two, which is a lot. Yeah, uh, Washington Riverboat. I feel like we didn't talk about Ron Rivera making his return to Carolina, but. Yeah, he spoils Cam Newton's return to Carolina. Right, I'm back and I'm finding ways to lose. Welcome <laughs> back, Cam. Uh, Washington Woods, twenty-seven, twenty-one. Taylor Taylor Heineke, another former Carolina Panther, which I kind of forgot about. Right, yeah, I forgot about that too. Two hundred six yards, three touchdowns. Cam, he threw for two touchdowns and just he has the ball. He has the chance to go down and win the game. Not just tie the game. He can go and win the game. Right. And Carolina turns it over on downs. Right. Heineke also carved up, which I I feel like I just didn't know this. Carolina was is the, I don't know if they still are now, but they were the number one pass defense. Wow. It just. I wouldn't have guessed that. No. Nah, and 
now it feels like Cam a couple weeks ago was going to be their savior, and now yeah. he could be their their goat. Goat, yeah. But not not in the positive way. No. I feel like we we were both on this, right? That as much as I love Cam, Washington is just the better was just yeah, the better yeah, team for sure. Yeah. Uh, your Dallas Cowboys lose to Kansas City nineteen nine. Yeah. In a game, another game, we were all over. Don't take the over. Nope. Don't expect fireworks. Yeah. This was an ugly, grinded yeah. out yeah. defensive game. Exactly. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't very entertaining. That's for sure. Um. Yeah, and the Dallas wide receivers, I think they got a little touch of the Pittsburgh Steeler flu from their wide receivers. They were dropping balls left and center. I didn't know Amari Cooper was unvaccinated. Oh, I didn't know that either. And that is why he's not playing. And Jerry right. Jones had a quote about how this is how it can affect a team yep. when you make decisions like this. Right. Because uh, normally he would be back for the Thanksgiving game, right, if he was vaccinated and got COVID. Yeah. But now he's got to take the full tour of COVID duty. And C.D. Lamb gets concussed during this game. <laughs> right. But he looks like he's probable now for Thursday, they're saying. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, Do we believe in the Chiefs' defense? No. We're not. I mean, the no. Dallas offense. That's... Nah, they, like I said, they, they drop balls. Like, Will, like other guys that we're trying to throw to, Wilson and, you know, their three, four, and five spot wide receivers they just couldn't catch the ball uh what did you think about the clyde edwards hilaire uh hilaire um taunting penalty for pointing right yeah i don't know it it's just i think it's one of those things we're just gonna have to grin through it for this season because it's terrible in the off season they're gonna change these taunting rules because yeah. that was i mean it was taunting but he pointed at the guy right. like he's not there are people who do a lot worse, including taking off your I, helmet I, and screaming, I'm back. E exactly. E exactly. I would say that's way worse. Absolutely. It's pointing at a guy. Right. Uh, Baltimore takes down the Bears 16-13 in a game that we said we were really excited for. You know, we get to see Lamar and Justin Fields. Yeah. And Lamar has an in Doesn't illness. Play. And Justin Fields hurts Barely his, plays. He hurts his rib or his head. Yeah. Like, he hurt his rib, but then also got hit in the head. Right. And we get to see Tyler Huntley versus Andy Dalton. Right. Which, I mean, if you go through most of the game, it's 6. It's 10-6 for the majority it, of the it game. It was actually a pretty good game. It was – and believe it or not, this is the game that Nance <laughs> and Romo got. I didn't – I didn't – I wasn't listening to these games. But, of course, yeah. of course they get this Poor game. Poor guys, they get that. Actually, it was, a, it was a, actually uh, one of the more entertaining games of Sunday. I think it's because, to be you. because you took out those exciting quarterbacks that everybody else just kind of had to scramble. I guess. I guess. Like I said, no, it was a, it was a good game. And in the final three minutes and 48 seconds, there were 13 points scored. Yeah, exactly. I that, guess that's that was the was fun part. Yeah, because the Bears, again, continue to find a way to lose. Yeah, you throw in a backup quarterback in Tyler Huntley, and with like, 20 seconds left he throws a pretty nice ball to get yeah. baltimore in spitting distance right and then they run the ball in which just made me that's i know we always talked about that with like seattle when they didn't run the ball in the super bowl but i just always think if you run the ball and you get stopped i don't remember if baltimore had a timeout or not but if you don't that's that's a huge risk like 
the defense could take their time setting up and you could have two seconds left. Right. But the Ravens hold on and kind of the same way the Browns do that. Yeah. They just kind of figure out to win the yeah. way to win these games. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Ravens take the believer. Points. Take the underdogs. Wow. Uh, next up the Minnesota Vikings, because you're right. They're in every game. And this was one that just broke right for them. They have led by at least 10 points in every single game they've played this year. Except against Green Bay when they were only up by 9 because the kicker missed an extra point. So they've been up by 9 points on in every game. That's a pretty, that's a pretty telling stat. Yeah. Man, I don't. I don't know. I don't think anybody would want to see them in a playoff game. No, because you don't know what you're getting. But you know they're going to be there. Either their defense is going to play play really well, and it'll be a low scoring game, or their offense is on fire. Now, like Jefferson and Thielen are outstanding. They, if there's a ball close to them, they're making catches. Yeah, I heard a Randy Moss Justin Jefferson comparison, which yep. I think was maybe a little early. We right. Maybe give him a little more time. Randy Moss is yeah. one of is probably the second best wide receiver ever. Right. Um, but Kirk and Rogers, this was a fun game because I still feel like Green Bay didn't lose. Like Why? it's not like but well, I know They did. They lost thirty four thirty one. They did lose the game, but <laughs> This Kirk and Rogers duel, Rogers throws for 385, Kirk throws for 341, and the reason Green Bay lost is because Minnesota had the ball last. Right. Minnesota almost blows the lead, Rogers yeah. throws the touchdown, and I think everyone went, okay, well, how is Minnesota going to blow this? So, well, that's what I was waiting for. Cousins is kind of like Wentz, right? Like, he plays well, but he's going to make some sort of a bonehead move, but he didn't. No. And he didn't. I think it kind of brings both of those teams to the level that we think they should be. Green Bay is going to win the division, which is right. fine. Minnesota just kind of had a few unlucky games. Right, and have a wild card spot, yeah, possibly. We, we feel better about Minnesota, and Green Bay is probably about the same. Right. One, I, again, I, don't, I think Green Bay is the Tennessee of the NFC. I don't think they beat any of the division winners. Fair enough. Uh. Sunday night was like a weirdly exciting game. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers take down Pittsburgh 41-37. How did it get that high? Oh, the Chargers trying to blow it. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to, they were really trying to Chargers it. Yeah, like it, it was game over, like with about eight minutes left in the game. I was getting ready to fast forward through the rest of the game. It's it, Maybe it's just, I... I think we need to bring Brandon Staley back in the conversation for coach of the year because the the way he kind of he willed the team back into it. Right. Again, it's not like it's not like Ben No. The it's Steelers like, are fake. They're like the Panthers. They're just they're not for real. No. But like I I loved listening to I'm I'm sure you didn't listen, but Drew Brees before the game was talking about how Oh, I like preparation and I like my yes, rest. Actually, and he was talking that. like Big Ben was Big Ben doesn't need that. He could just show up and play. And uh -huh. it made me think, OK, he's going to throw four interceptions. And Pittsburgh's missing Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt and Joe Hayden. You're like, OK, this is everything is in the Chargers favor, which they come out with the win and they're in a wild card spot. I guess this is maybe just a, 
a balancing that, like, I don't know how much better I feel about the Chargers. Yeah, again, because I don't think the Steelers are very good. Like, this was way closer than it should have been. Chargers were by far the better team in this one. Yeah, the Steelers are just running out of players, right? I didn't realize uh, Schuster. Yeah, Juju. Juju, he's done for the year. Yeah. So, like, yeah, they're, I don't know. Like, they don't have much there. Like, poor uh, Harris. Is it Harris? The running back? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, he's, that's all they have, and, like, they're all over him. Like, they got eight guys in the box, and so now it's up to Ben to throw the ball, and who is he throwing to? Oh, yeah, it's the 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 tight end, the new tight end that they uh, – Friar Muth. Fire, yeah, Friar Muth, and they, every time he catches the ball, I still hear the old Steelers tight end call. Who was the old tight end for – Pittsburgh. Uh, Heath. 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 So Heath. You can hear the crowd say that when he catches the ball because he's catching a lot of them. But yeah, they, they just, there's not enough there. But again, the division is so topsy turvy. The Steelers still have a chance. Yeah, they could sneak I, into a wild card spot. I said they wouldn't win more than five games. They're at five now. I don't think it would. Like, I know, obviously, it's it's cliche to go, well, it wouldn't surprise me if they win one more game, but I, I feel like one more game is their limit. Are you going to see who they have left? Yeah. yeah. The, that is the best. This is the best part of the year because you could just roll through who they have left because, I, like, if they're, a, if they're a wild card team, any division winner would have to be licking their chops to go, okay, we're going to get to play Big Ben probably in the snow unless we're, I don't know, Actually, I feel like every division winner, unless the Chargers win the division, like any team should be thrilled if the Steelers make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I'd want to play them because it's a it's a five horse race in the AL or AL the AFC Wild Card because we have I guess I guess we'll just say who whoever in the AFC East. I think whoever one of them is going to make, like whoever doesn't win the division is probably a wild card team. You have the Bengals, the Chargers. They're in the wild card right now. The Colts and then probably the Steelers. I can see the Steelers not winning another game. Here's their, here's who they got. Okay. Cincinnati, Baltimore, Minnesota, Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland, and Baltimore. I mean, may, do they, who do, wait, what, do they have anyone in their division twice? Yes. Um, Cleveland, they have Baltimore. Okay, so okay, maybe they split with them. Mm, even even so, right? I, that's a tough. Like I, I don't know, that's a gauntlet. Right? Like, what's the easiest game? Cincinnati? Yeah, which or is Cleveland, this, I guess. Yeah, Cincinnati or Cleveland coming up. Am, they got to play Cincinnati this, and that's in Cincinnati. Am, and Minnesota, Kansas and the City, Cleveland Tennessee. game is at Pittsburgh. See, I don't. I I realize that home field just doesn't matter. It does, but yeah, I just, to a lesser extent. I you I, for me, I just have confidence in if you are a good team. I don't really care if you're on the road or not. I trust you to beat a team you're better than. Like if this actually, if this game was in Pittsburgh, it probably would have gone a little differently. That fast turf in L.A. definitely helped the scoring. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, Monday night, Tampa Bay takes down the Giants, thirty to ten. Tom Brady, three hundred seven yards, two touchdowns. It was just kind of not boring, but it was one. Of, it was over early. I was just I was thinking this was going to be Monday night from last year, where it was the Frisky Giants and they're close, and it's no. it, 
it's the Bucks now. Are they coming back? Are we about to see them go on this run again? No, and it costs J- Jason Garrett his job. Ah, oh, poor Jason Garrett doesn't even last two years with the Giants. Yeah. Um, that is it for the games. Uh, Thanksgiving because we won't have an episode before then. Probably do Friday. You work on Friday? Yep. I work Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Night or day? Nights. Okay, so we'll do we'll do a Friday Friday afternoon. Uh, Thanksgiving first up. Who? Who is not excited for the Tim Boyle, Andy Dalton oh boy. early Thanksgiving game? Snooze fest. I have your th- have your Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> at noon. Yeah. Just or, miss this game and move on to the other two games, which will be way more exciting. Maybe even watch the Macy's parade. Is that yeah. before that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they do. Or that. or during. Yeah. It's it's definitely one I will check in and just see what's going well, on. I'll watch it, but I mean like <laughs> yeah, I'm not Yeah, this could be like a six three game. Yeah. Definitely uh, don't expect fireworks. Do you think a head coach could get fired after winning a game? <laughs> That's a good question. Maybe. Matt this Nagy, might be is this the game the Lions win? Like don't uh, you think they got a good chance? I, is this might is be Goff gonna come back though? It's probably still going to be actually Boyle. Maybe he's going to be okay now. He's got a week under his belt. The Bears are max done for the year. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, this is definitely. I'm going to check what the spread is, but this is definitely a. Oh, you can't check the spread because then we can't do it on Friday. What am I going to guess the spread for the game that already happened? Oh, right. I'm just. I will just look at the I'll one. Say, I'll say. I'll the Bears are favored by uh, two and a half. I'll say one and a half. I. That'd be a pick'em. That should be a pick'em. It might be not on. Not available. No one wants to bet on this game. A three and a half. Wow. I'll take the Lions. They're, 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 this might be it. This. This they is the game they deserve. Yeah. This would be awesome for Detroit if they finally win a Thanksgiving. Not finally. Like they yeah. haven't won one, but. I can't remember the last time they won they a won Thanksgiving game. game. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, second game up, Vegas visiting the Cowboys. This is this is the perfect time to play the Raiders. Absolutely. Yeah, Raiders are, are on their way down. And Cowboys have been, right, okay with the backup quarterback. Then they have a bad game with Prescott. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, bad game with Prescott. Then a good game with Prescott. Then a bad game with Prescott. So you figure... Yeah. Yeah, this is I I just wonder Take the over in this one. Yeah, I was gonna say fireworks at least. Yeah. Let's at least have a fun middle game. Yeah. And then the late game, I think I know Buffalo doesn't wear black, but they they should probably show up to the stadium in black because I think this is the Saints funeral. I think this is where we can bury them. Yeah. Because I, I agree. If Buffalo is the team we think they are yeah they they'll, should they'll win this game back. by double digits exactly yeah and again there's an, another i think new orleans they said they don't even win five games and i think they're right at the five game mark and i'm gonna have to look i'll yeah. check i'll check um yeah i just think that they they're in a world of hurt five or, right at five see and i just i don't know if they're gonna win another game now although i Taysom hill must be coming back soon because they just signed him to a f- monster contract for a guy who's a slot receiver. This is the deal is a four year and it's anywhere from forty to ninety five million dollars depending right. on depending what on position he right. plays. Wow. 
Um, okay, this is. I like him. I I th- I, I wish he wasn't hurt because like I just don't like him as a starting quarterback. I like him as like the alternate quarterback slash slot receiver slash running back. Yeah, he's just he a, does everything. He's a gadget player. Yeah, I like when he's he's most effective when he's doing that. Uh, I'll tell you now, if we're going to set Saints at five and a half over under, I'm going to take the over. So they play at home against Buffalo and then ooh, back to back Thursday. So Thanksgiving against Buffalo next Thursday against Dallas at the Jets at Tampa Bay home for Miami home for Carolina and at Atlanta. Mm. I think they win one of those. Yeah. Yeah. They probably probably win their Jets. Yeah. Jets are the Panthers. Yeah. Well, yeah, they get a little easier slate there. I wonder I wonder if Cam will be the starter by week 17, and then we'll still have another week to go. Um, do I have any? I feel like we – oh, we got a Sunday night football flex. Oh, so it starts now. Yeah, we, we did so start So they it. must have listened to our podcast, and they moved it up. So we got uh, Seattle-San Francisco moving out of okay. the Sunday night spot. That, that would have been a good game, you would have thought. But in, in theory. Yep. Now it's Kansas City-Denver. Did we did we improve? Yeah, I don't think that's any different. I I guess it's just because the you get the Chiefs on prime time. Yeah, I guess because again, Denver is a fake five and five team. Maybe now the Chiefs are just gonna run wild. Maybe especially their division, like they're not. Like I don't think they have the Chargers left. I feel like they played the Chargers twice. I always think like in mid sentence, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to look this up. Uh, Chiefs currently the four seed. Uh, they have. Oh, they do have the Chargers. Wow. <laughs> so this week is their bye week. Then they have home for Denver, home for Vegas, at the Chargers, home for Pittsburgh, at Cincinnati, at Denver. Mm. Again, there's a loss in there, maybe. Yeah. One. It's either the. To me, it's either the Chargers or the Bengals beat them. Right. And by week 17, when they play the Bengals, they might not have anything to play for. Yeah, they might have the might be Chad division wrapped up. Uh, Yeah, that's all. That's all we got for the NFL. Let's go to the NBA, where big name LeBron James fights Isaiah Stewart. Or I guess it wasn't a fight, but for those who didn't see uh, Lakers, Pistons in Detroit, LeBron going up for a rebound off a free throw, elbow Stewart in the face, intentional kind or of not. Punched him. Yeah. I thought. But yeah, I don't think it was intentional. Like I he was definitely boxing him out. I just don't think LeBron would care to do that. Like I just don't That's think That's what it everybody would said, right? Like he's not that kind of guy. He would never like so. I think this is his first ever suspension right. in the NBA. But Obviously, Stewart thought it was intentional. So wow. Le- LeBron gets a one-game suspension, and Stewart, I I think he turned into a bull for a few minutes because I, and yep. he saw red. Oh, yeah. He's, or purple or whatever color <laughs> the Lakers were wearing because, holy jumping. I'd never seen. Like, it was like it was building and building, right? Like, and then it looked like it was calm. And then he, was and then he lost it again. And he has, like, two coaches, two teammates. Like You know whole... what? You know who you're reminding me of? The old Seattle Seahawks running back, formerly of the Bills. Lynch? Yeah, Lynch, where he was just plowing through everyone. Oh. I thought you meant, like, his actual mentality. Oh, like, no, no, like no. Just like On the field. Like, he breaks a tackle, breaks another tackle. Like, he broke, like, five tackles. And it's his own guys. 
Yeah, that was. And you could just see, like, the blood coming down his face. And I think that's why he was getting more mad is he probably didn't realize how bad it was or how maybe not bad it was. But because he was sliced open, yeah, he's got blood coming down his face. And even, just that in itself is not very safe. Yeah. Right? And even even when he's going off the court, now he thinks he can run around the outside of the stadium and get back to LeBron the on the other side. He just <laughs> I, I can't remember. Actually, I can remember the last time I saw this in an NBA player, and it made me think of it because we were in Detroit. And it's I think it was recently the 17-year anniversary of the Malice at the Palace. Oh, okay. And there's a good – actually, I shouldn't say good. I haven't watched yet. But there's a Netflix documentary about the Malice at the Palace that I really want to watch. And it made me think of it because – I don't know if they showed it in the highlights, but the – like arena was making announcements like everybody stay in your seats and yes stay i calm heard him say that yeah. because the malice at the palace happened happened right. in detroit right and i know stewart was the only one that was really energized by it but it was still it was it just made me reminisce for a minute about that right and, and i was just going to mention that like usually when a melee is like happening like that other people are pissed off or or eventually get pissed off and then you have more people but it was it was just they were just trying to stop stewart from killing lebron yeah that's all they were trying to do yeah that right? was like nobody else was getting mad yeah, we talk from either a, team. We talk a lot about NBA players being fake mad and starting fake fights. That would, yeah, no, that was a le- legit. Absolutely, they, yeah, their own his own teammates had a legit reason to hold him back, for sure. Yeah, that would have been nasty. It's one of those like alternate universe. What does he do if he comes face to face with LeBron? Right, which is a scary thing because that's not safe. But uh, and in defense of Stewart, LeBron if he was apologetic, didn't seem like it. Like, he should have just... Because apparently he did say that when he first elbowed him or whatever. Sorry, buddy, or sorry, whatever. When Stewart was getting a little bit more mad, LeBron should have went, whoa, whoa, it was an act. He didn't. Now he was arguing with him. And now that's... that. Right, he, I, I he think did, you could have ended that. Whole, that's right. Like it would have ended it right there if he would have said, "I just said sorry to you. I didn't mean to do that." Yeah. Right, and that would have ended it. But he just kind of let him keep getting more and more upset. Yeah. Although LeBron apparently asked for Stewart's number after the game, or like asked from someone to text him to apologize. Right. Very, very LeBron move. It just, it's it's funny seeing these guys that have been like whether it's any professional athlete be in these situations. Right. Like, I have just, I can never remember LeBron being in a fight whatsoever. No. No, exactly. Uh, Giannis, I mean, not that I have much to say about it, but I, I think we're slowly seeing the Bucks kind of pull themselves out of this early part of the season. He had a 30 point, 20 rebound game against the Magic. And I know it's the Magic, but I still think it kind of falls into the category. We talk a lot about you need to appreciate these guys while you have them. Right. We're slowly watching Giannis get to his peak. Yeah. And I don't think it was these past finals. Like, I think he has more in him. Right. And I think better. that's a scary sight for the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, the team that Giannis beat in the NBA finals, 13 straight wins. And it's just calm, cool, under the radar. I wrote down 12 straight in my notes before, and then I looked and double-checked. 
There's a lot, I feel like, of back-to-backs in the NBA that I've seen. Oh, yeah? Compared so, to before? Yeah. Like, I just didn't think they they did back-to-backs at all anymore. But right. Phoenix beat Denver and San Antonio on back-to-back nights. Interesting. Because I just w- was reading the um, – they were talking about the Lakers' 33-game win streak back in 71. And they had to play back-to-back-to-back. They were playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday games. Which weren't on TV either. Not even like the tape delay or whatever? No. Yeah. Which was kind of weird back then, right? But uh, yeah. Yeah. I just. Uh, the Suns. Uh, yeah. It's so funny because two years ago I was cheering for them as the biggest underdogs. Remember they won? In the bubble. Yeah. yeah. They were 8 0 and yeah, just I missed still the didn't playoffs. get in, right? I was cheering <coughs> for them then. And yeah, now they're like they one of the top teams. Yeah. They're a safe. They're a safe Western Conference final pick at this point. The yeah. way the way they're playing and the experience they had last year. Right. <clears throat> uh, Clay Thompson ramping up his five-on-five action. I just love talking about him. Apparently, he could come back the week before Christmas. I think Golden State's going to be as cautious as possible, especially the way they're playing. Is Yeah, there's no need to rush him. He is no. a luxury. Yeah. He's a trade deadline acquisition. Yeah, that they're getting for nothing. I just, to me, it... It would be the theatrics of bringing him back on Christmas Day because it's the NBA's day and it's always such a big deal. Right. Not that the not that the league would step in and say just wait to bring him back. I just to me it would be the best comeback for him because he's one of the most fun players in the NBA. Bring him back on a big stage. Right. I'm sure he's itching to come back though. He says he's starting to feel just out of. He didn't say a hundred percent, but he said I'm starting to feel like myself again. Right. Which, I mean, That's scary. two major injuries. And, yeah, yeah. a Golden State team that Doesn't is already ridiculous enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which brings us to the Raptors update. The Raptors played the Warriors. And yeah, it was, wasn't close. And it was, yeah, I checked in in, like, the fourth quarter. And I was like, okay, we're down by, like, 14. They were down by 14 from the first two minutes, though. Like, it was 14-4 or something. And they never got any closer. They never, they never, they never expanded their lead, but they never got any closer. And that was basically the game. Just kept them at an arm's length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a scary team when Steph Curry doesn't have to score thirty plus points. Yeah, exactly. And it's okay. You know what? This is just the Andrew Wiggins game. Yeah. This is the yeah, Jordan Poole game. Yeah. How much, how fun is Jordan Poole to watch? Yeah, for sure. They're yeah, they're an exciting team exciting team to watch yeah they're they're gonna be there they're back to the top of the mountain again it it feels like if we don't get a golden state phoenix and i know i'm just saying it because they're the top two teams right now right but it also feels like they're both kind of in cruise control yeah like it doesn't feel like yeah it doesn't feel like they're exerting themselves playing 40 plus minutes a night especially golden state they can run out nine guys ten guys yeah that you just kind of go all right well they're not superstars but they just kind of play the system and it works yeah and phoenix is kind of the same way they're gonna save chris paul and booker and Aiton, and then you can play 41 42 minutes in in the most important playoff game you know the raptors also lost to utah which again the Raptors oh, it's a are tough t- road trip. They're just on. They're not on the same level as those two teams. E- exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I took from watching those games. Was that the Raptors are good, but they're yeah they're they're in the lower to middle of the pack. 
yeah. basically. And you're just hoping they get into the playoffs and you never know, right? Just get in. See what happens. It's probably it's playing. Is that would that be your expectation? Sure. Like ten seed playing. Yeah. Where you're going on the road. I think it's a team that as they play together more, again, this is I don't think we're gonna know exactly what they are until about February. Right. When they're all kind of gelled together. And again, you're missing OG for some time now. Yeah, that's a big, big loss. Bigger than Siakam. You know what? I'm going to say this now. I'd have no problems with the Raptors trading Siakam. They've only won one game with him in the lineup. Yeah, that's... Like, when you... I think it was one of my bad, so I'm going to use it now. He scored four points against Utah. Might have been the game before. It doesn't matter. Four, you can't, four you can't score four points if you're supposed to be your team superstar. On a bad night, you got to score ten to fifteen. Yeah. Right. On a bad night, if you're terrible, you got to be scoring that anyway. You can't four. That's not acceptable. I, I just think he's because he talked about with Kyle Lowry, he wasn't the number one guy, and he didn't feel like the number one guy. If everybody's healthy, he's the number four guy number three guy because i don't know if anyone's everyone's ready to crown scotty barnes yet but to me it's og van vliet and then there's a drop off yeah exactly and then barnes trent siakam yep are kind of in that next group right and then you can throw in if one if one of the centers are playing well exactly which is hit or miss so yeah i agree uh, Kyle Lowry said he's going to end his NBA career with the Toronto Raptors. He'll sign a one-day contract when he's done and retire a Raptor. I mean, he's the greatest Raptor of all time. I kind of clickbaited the, the what I wrote on the board by just saying Lowry retirement. Right. But I just I find it interesting that he's kind of talking about it now. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Usually you don't think about that till you're done, and then you think about it. Like it's weird. Is, is the is he coming back soon? Like I wonder if that's why it was brought up. Oh right. I'll yeah, maybe. Check. I mean, they are on the east. Well, actually, Miami is the east coast. Um, I'm not seeing it until the new year. Yeah, February third. That's strange. It's just it's it's also a weird time to kind of ask like that kind of question. Yeah. Uh. The Raptors' lone win on this road trip was against Sacramento. And this is, I think, if anyone's feeling bad about this Raptors team, I think you just need to be realistic and say they're not beating the teams that are better than them, but they are beating the teams they're better than. Yeah, exactly. If they're better better than a team, they're beating them. They're winning, exactly. Yeah, especially because they have the defense. So that's the only thing I think they can beat teams that are better than them is if they can play well defensively and get extra turnovers that way. But, yeah, other than that, and it, yeah, other than that, it's not going to happen. Uh, it brings us to probably the most we're going to talk about the Sacramento Kings all year. It's funny to see Terrence Davis. I forgot he was on the Kings playing right. some playing some meh minutes on a not-so-good team. Are, are they not a franchise that ev- ever talked about relocating? It's weird because they've never been good. They're like the Coyotes. Like, isn't there a time when, like, I think maybe it's time to move somewhere? Yeah, they both had like the Coyotes had like a two-year run where it was good. Sacramento had the early two thousands. 
when they could have made a final. Yeah, 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 I know. But, I mean, Since other then, than that, no. or before. So, I'm just surprised. Like, that's the only major league franchise they have. Maybe that's why they're still selling out because there's nothing else there. Yeah, yeah. Because I know a lot of people would say, well, why wouldn't you just send them to Seattle? Which I don't think is the worst thing for the league. But right. clearly it's a market that it's it's kind of like it almost feels like a junior hockey market where just everybody that lives there loves that team. Right. And it's not it's not like a superstar is going to choose to go there. It's a lot better options in California. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the... <laughs> If, if you're grossed out, you might want to skip the next few minutes because uh, the Utah-Sacramento game was delayed for over 10 minutes because a fan threw up on the court. He threw up on his seat and then all over the court, and he just kind of sat there as they were cleaning it up. I A lot of people have theories about this. I can't figure out if it was alcohol or food. And then someone said, well, you know, he's watching the Kings. What do you expect? Yeah, but how can you be that hammered before a game? It, it, it's impressive. And I'm just going to chalk it up to he was watching the Kings and realized how bad that team was. Sure. And now the Luke Walton era ends in Sacramento. The Kings fire him. And he ends his tenure. And this isn't going to be remembered, but his last game coaching with the Kings was delayed for 10 minutes because a fan threw up on the court. Like that, if that isn't the Sacramento Kings franchise, I don't know what is. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm at a lot. So who's the replacement? Uh, bring in an interim. Ah, uh, yeah, from- Alvin uh, Gentry. Okay, or Gentry, Gentry, who's an NBA head coach. I mean, I feel like we talk about it in other sports. I don't know if the NBA is a big. You switch your coach, and then you're all of a sudden going to be fired up for that first game especially the kings it just feels like they're the dead franchise yeah they must be one of the i feel like we don't talk about them enough as like a tortured fan base because they're just so not even mediocre they're just so bad i have that for my good bad and ugly (laughs) or sorry bad good and great (laughs) um the other gross thing we're going to talk about and i don't know if we've talked about it on here much but uh for those who don't know, I think it was during the 2008 NBA Finals, Paul Pierce was taken off the court in a wheelchair, and he made some miraculous comeback. Um, a lot of people, there was then, he admitted at one point that he had pooped himself, and that's why he's on a wheelchair. And now he's he's brought up the conversation again, because a lot of these guys that aren't playing anymore like to stay relevant in the media. And then he started to bring up this argument, which... Again, created a conversation. He said, well, if I pooped myself, why would I get on a wheelchair? Because then I'm, I'm just sitting in my own poop. Why would I do that? And it just it made me laugh because we had to like people started arguing about this and say, you know what? He's right. Who cares? I think it's funnier if he pooped himself in an NBA final game and then came back. Okay. It's like I, it's I like Lamar. Lamar. No comment. Lamar pooped himself last year and then came back and won a Monday night football game. That's right. Yeah. Sports are fun. Just just let it be fun. Stop just stop bringing it up. I don't I don't want to talk about it. And if you didn't poop yourself, just just tell us what happened. Tell us exactly what happened, why you had to go off on a wheelchair and then you were just brought back. It just it doesn't make sense to me. But that 
<laughs> so wait, what's your? Are you bring it up now or bring it no, up no. for your? Okay. Yeah. No, I just thought <coughs> of another one. Uh, to the NHL, where Connor McDavid is just—he's amazing at hockey, and <laughs> yes, he is. And he scored another one. Do you think so? He scores this goal against Winnipeg, where he does not the exact same thing, but pretty well close to. Do you think this goal was better or the goal against the Rangers? Against the Rangers. Yeah, I think so too. Although I do like the. It, it, it's sad we're comparing two of the same players' goals because that's probably what it's gonna be at the end of this year. Yeah, those so are what? Pre- which one of the five McDavid goals do you think was the greatest of all time? Do you like the one that he shot in or the <laughs> yeah. one where he deked out the goalie? Right, yeah. Or he beat three guys or beat four guys and one of his own guys. Damn, this is sick. He is on another level. Like, I feel like, is it hyperbolic to say he could fall into Gretzky conversations? Like, the way he dominates the league? No, yeah, I, I, yeah. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't going to say, like, legacy or, like, he's right, as right. good. But just... The way he di- – I feel like the only piece that's missing, and I know John Tortorella, Tortorella told him to shut up about this, but once he has playoff success, what's really going to hold him back? Well, and that is really, to me, is the only thing that is holding him back. Once he has that, it's basically the the Avengers, the Infinity Gauntlet at that point. Right. Like it just had collected everything he needs to – and. I mean, I'll say the NHL, but he's definitely – he's got some international hockey in him. He's got some some gold medals, hopefully. <clears throat> uh, Braden points out for the next four to six weeks, upper body injury fell pretty yeah. awkwardly into the boards. And I, I don't know. Are the Lightning going to make a trade? Because they can't get Eichel, but now Point and Kutrov are out. Who's – they going to make some big name, some big splash? No, they're fine. They're just gonna hold on. Can, it's not even yeah. holding on for dear life at this no, point. It's no, just they're so deep. They they'll be fine without both their top two scorers till whenever they come back. And it's probably gonna be oh no now now Steven Stamkos has to play center. Yeah, and and he's playing well. Yeah, normally he's the you know most paid highest paid player in the team, but he's always like the third or fourth best scorer. But he's actually producing this year, and he's still healthy. So. So, kudos to him good sign like for the lightning day. yeah if yeah if those two are out and we're not panicking exactly because if you lose edmonton loses mcdavid and dry and we go okay that's their season we can can wrap it up now yeah exactly uh the vancouver canucks ended a five game losing streak which i guess probably i guess for now saved travis green's job yeah it's He'll be lucky if he's still there by Christmas time. And then they got shut out by the Blackhawks. Yes. First, first shout out for Marc-Andre Fleury this year. Oh, boy. Yeah, which team do you cross off first this year, Vancouver or Chicago, for not making the playoffs? Well, that's a fun conversation. Yeah, I believed in this Canucks team. Yeah, I also looked I it up. Uh, Vancouver, Montreal are going to play soon. Mm. That is uh, – that's a that loser-leaves-down match. Yeah. Because – both of them, I mean, I know Montreal won. I think I wrote it down later, but we could just talk about it now. Uh, Montreal was playing Nashville on Saturday, and I just happened to turn on the game with about seven minutes left. Montreal's up 5 nothing. It's it's out, it's out of range. Ryan Paling, who I love and loved him for a while, scores two goals in 37 seconds. Right. And this is, this is everyone's, this is the win Montreal needs. Dominate a team and just 
cruise into the sunset. And then Matt Duchesne happened. Right. And he scores. And then he scores again. And he scores again. And Montreal wins the game. Right. But how could you feel good about that? Well, that that's a win that feels like a loss, right? And they're yeah, their season's done, right? They they're gonna have to win like forty two out of their last sixty games or something, right? To have a chance at making the playoffs. That's not happening, especially in their division. Like yeah, it's because now I get to throw Detroit in the conversation with yep. the Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston. Right. Detroit's probably fifth. Right. Right, because then yep. it's Montreal, Ottawa, Buffalo. Buffalo, yep. Yeah, because we see we see Buffalo. Yes, there. It's November, right? They turn the calendar. <laughs> they turn true. the page in the calendar. Oh yeah, that, now we can't be good now. Best October team in the history of the NHL, the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, Gary Bettman is going to meet with the Quebec Premier, and for those who don't know, it's just like the governor of Quebec. I feel like just explaining that for some people that might not be from Canada. And it's to discuss the possible return of the Quebec Nordiques. There we go. Are we setting this up? Because I don't think the NHL brings on a 33rd team, no, right? No, no. Come on. You've got to be looking at the Coyotes who can't only not win a game. They can't find a home. It, it just it would be awesome. It would be great to bring bring the NHL back to Quebec. But you'd have to realign the divisions again, right? I I'll go west. Yeah, I think the Red Wings would be next. It's right? probably the Red Wings or Columbus. Right. One of those two the goes. The Red Wings are from the mid east. <laughs> <laughs> North, mid, east. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cole Caulfield, I guess, also about Montreal. He said that the a- AHL experience, like going down, was actually good for him. I'm sure it was. It's it's great to go to competition you're better than. Yeah. And then kind of get your mojo back. Right. It it's just it's a smart move by Montreal because I think. They realized the season isn't going to be last year. They're no, not exactly. going to be the miracle team. No, and he didn't get to play in the regular season last year, so he's he's still just kind of dipping his toe in the water, figuring things out. Uh, from one American to another, Troy Terry, he had a 16-game point streak that got snapped. Right. Which just, that's, he, it sucks. Almost didn't. He hit the post. Yeah. I mean, he was down. he was bound to come back down to earth, but now... My Troy Terry thoughts are more, how could you leave him off the U.S. Olympic team? He's also a big international performer. I'm sure you remember his World Junior performance. Yep. Big. If you if you don't bring TJ Oshie, you have to bring Troy Terry because I think, honestly, at this point, going to the Olympics, I think you need a shootout specialist because that could be the difference. I think that's like For back sure. in 2014, Oshie doing that against Russia right. is the reason why they made the semifinal. Yeah. Against Canada? Yep. Uh, and, do, and are the Ducks going to make the playoffs? I mean... Because that, that division is so weak. Like, they've been... They, what did they win? Six in a row? Like, that might be all it takes to get you in. And now you go 500 the rest of the year. I think their biggest problem is going to be Vegas. Because Vegas is kind of this... I don't want to say monster, but they're kind of just the sleeping giant. Oh, that, for sure. They're like Tampa Bay. Their best players are hurt. And the, once they come back, I agree. But, I mean, they could still I, – I think the Ducks can still make the playoffs. Yeah. Because like in a wild card spot. Yeah. Right? Like Edmonton, Calgary, Vegas. Yeah. Like I feel good about them making the playoffs. Right. On the other side, it's like who do you – who do you, like I don't – I love Colorado. Yeah. But do I feel confident about them making the playoffs? Sure. Yeah. St. Louis, yeah. 
Minnesota because they're kind of always there. Right. Definitely not Dallas. Again, that's another that's another bet I made that I'm gonna have to sit in. Yeah. I I think it's at least they're gonna be in the run. They're yeah. gonna be in. I didn't think contention. they would. I thought they would be trying to get a number one pick again, but yeah, I think they're gonna be in the race. And they sent their number one pick down. They sent him back to the. Oh, well, they did. Okay. Yeah, McTavish did his nine game stint and. Interesting. That'll, now it'll be a world junior guy. Good old oh, Mason no. McTavish. Um, the UBS Arena, which for about half of the Islanders-Calgary Flames game, I had to keep reminding myself that it wasn't Nassau Coliseum. It just, to me, it looks exactly the same. Really? The new, like, it's it is, it's kind of almost like Little, actually, now Little Caesars looks a lot better than the Joe did at the end, but... um. It just it feels the same, right? But just looks like an updated, nicer version. Gotcha. And the Islanders then christened the arena with a Saturday night loss to the Flames, a Sunday night loss to the Leafs. Although we do have to add the context, they're missing half their half their team. Yeah, like I wonder if they can recover. Like, like I know it's still early in the year, but again, here's a team that's got not much better of a record than Montreal. At least you know, yeah, they could probably win 40 out of their last 60 if they have to, mm-hmm. but maybe not. And again, it's it's the division. It's the Carolinas of the world and yeah. the Rangers yeah. and the Flyers. Yeah, they can get Washington. enough far enough ahead then and the three-point games. That's that's the, the toughest part is to make up ground. If there's any team I'm going to believe in, it's the Islanders, especially right. like... I just didn't think they would be this bad. No, especially I forgot they were going to be on the road to start the year, which right. they played two home games. Like it's yeah. not like they're going to play a lot of home games and they're going to get up, get their guys off of COVID protocols, right. which they added Chara to that list today. Right. Like it's, it's such a tough go, but to me, it's going to be the reclamation project of the year is can Barry Trotz, because we think of him as this great coach. Right. Can he figure it out and can he get them to the playoffs? Yeah. Or has he lost the ear of the team? Which, we'll if you do, it's it's kind of hard to get it back. Right. We've seen it from a lot of those coaches. Uh, speaking of one of the teams from those that division, the New York Rangers beat the Buffalo Sabres in probably the least expected way. Took, the March Madness way. Yeah, it took them 19 minutes, 59 seconds, and... Even even a little, or I guess even more than that. It was it was point four left, I think, on the clock. Which it was one of those plays where it just it really came out of nowhere. It's yeah, in the like corner. the puck's in the corner. You think it's over? We're going to overtime, right? And that's why you keep digging at the puck. You never know, right? It just kind of bounces out past his advantage. Ad yeah. gives it over to Ryan Lindgren. Has a wide, wide open, open net. Yeah. And the poor Buffalo Sabers. Yeah. It's November. Hard, yeah. <laughs> Heartbreaking losses. Um, this is. This was right before we started recording. Uh, the Canadian Olympic jerseys were released. Yes, I actually, that was part of my good. Oh, you did see that? Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess then, is one of your bad the New Jersey Devil jerseys? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, okay, here we go. Oh, this boy. is this this was leaked. This will make me hate the team even more. Oh, you're going to... Actually, no. Unless I think... they went back. I, li- I used to like when they had green in their jerseys. Oh, do you, you like the green? Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this? No. A f- what is it? Like Jersey Milk Chocolate Bar team? It, for those who didn't see it, the jersey is completely black with some white stripes, but 
it just says Jersey, which then a lot of people because it was leaked a few days ago. Right? Is it not real? Because is it just this is our Jersey? It made a lot of people then take New Jersey Devil equipment and say helmet, skates, (laughs) gloves. I love it. It is hideous. It is honestly. It might be the worst NHL jersey I've seen. It, it looks like a practice jersey. Yeah. Like jersey. Th- these are what jerseys are. <laughs> not new. Not, not new. Just no devil. We don't even know what they are. Oh, it's it, wow. terrible. I hated that. And that was the last NHL story I had. To the MLB where the usually frugal Tampa Bay Rays yeah. actually emptied their pockets. I'm, again, I don't understand the moves these teams make on a guy you've only seen play for a year it's like the san diego padres i was gonna say which deal do you feel better about giving fernando tatis 13 years or wander franco 11 years neither to be honest with you because yeah like what if they end up with career-ending injuries or are or is there a one-year wonder and then that's it i don't know to me it's it's like the it's like pressing the panic button when you don't have to. It's and especially it's, the Rays who never do this. Right, or any team like when you s- sign a rookie it's not like a one-year contract and that's you have arbitration rights like it's like you've got your hands on these <laughs> players for like 3 or 4 or 5 years sometimes. Well, why put all your money in the bank right away? I I don't know. I just think that's a weird move. Especially by like you said a frugal team like Tampa Bay. I think there was a rumor about an hour before they released the actual contract, and it was a 12-year, $250 million deal. And, again, Dottis is a little bit older, so it's a little more justifiable to give him that contract. Franco is 20 years old. Right. And he looks like he can be a superstar. For sure. To me, he could be a top-five shortstop at the beginning of next season. That Just from what I've seen from him, I just believe in him like that. But giving an 11-year, $182 million deal to a 20-year-old shows that you have all the faith because they called this guy up in, like, July. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he hasn't even had a full year. He's played, like, 60 right? games. It's it's like the Yankees signing Torres to a 11-year contract for 250 million like how does that how would that contract look right now terrible the yankees everyone's saying yankees are dumb what are they doing right guys he used to hit 37 home runs he hit eight or something this year now that could be these two guys like tatis was injured most of the year so there's a year gone already Mm -hmm. so i I don't know to me it just doesn't make sense it is very risky, especially I'm I'm surprised you wouldn't give a contract to Randy or Rosarena before you give it to Franco. Yeah, like give it to your more experienced rookie. <laughs> <laughs> very true. I, I, I like that. <clears throat> um, Derek Jeter and Carlos Correa just have this wonderful rivalry, which really came out of nowhere. Correa just unprompted said Derek Jeter didn't serve any gold glove he won. Oh boy. I think that ended his con his possible contract with both the Miami Marlins and the and New, York New York Yankees. Yankees for sure. Thank N- goodness. Not that he was really gonna go there. Like I know a lot of people say it just because he's a talented shortstop and the Yankees need a shortstop, but it's a rivalry that Jeter then in just the most perfect Jeter way says that doesn't even warrant a response. Right. Like why why would why would he waste his time with that? Yeah. 
Like he's part of the biggest cheating scandal ever. Right. Is that is that or the or the Black Sox or like was yeah. it the Black yeah. Sox? Well, yeah, it's the White Sox, but then they call him the Black Sox. Yeah. I still feel like the Astros thing's worse. Yeah, I I agree. It's a good conversation. It's at least yeah. a good it's a good thought exercise of like which do you think it's better to cheat and win or to lose? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> uh so the Yankees trade Tyler Wade. I I feel like I should have started the podcast with this. This is mm. a momentous day for Big you. Big news. Yeah, but it's again, he's a utility outfielder. I to me it it just feels like the Yankees are going to make a move cuz they had to to make some room on their roster, so they get ri- get rid of Tyler Wade, they get rid of Frazier. <coughs> I think Andujar will be next and then Odor Odor got sent down, so yeah, they're making room, right? So there's got to be some moves coming on here. We'll see. I just I'm gonna keep saying it because I I just believe it. I don't know why he wouldn't give Corey Seager a contract. I know that I know they have a guy like uh, Vol Volpe Vol. Yep. That the, is their is your future shortstop. Sure. Why not get a stopgap that you know is a very reliable hitter, especially in Yankee Stadium, where it serves lefties. Right. I just it, it doesn't make sense to me. The Yankees also apparently offered Justin Verlander a one year twenty five million dollar deal. Right. And he just chose to go back to Houston. Right. Which you know what? Thank goodness. I, again, he hasn't. He's pitched two innings in the last two years. What you don't need a forty year old pitcher. Houston does. Yeah, Houston, for sure. They Houston do. just needs guys. Yeah. I wonder. I was gonna say, Seager could also go there. That'd be, that'd be a good move for Houston at least, but I also don't right. think you're upgrading. I think it's just better to bring back Correa. Right. Um. <clears throat> uh, so the uh, yeah the all MLB first and second team. These are these are fun because who really cares? And not anyone is really going to remember this for years to come. Uh, the all MLB first team has Salvador Perez as the catcher. Vladimir Guerrero, Marcus Simeon, first and second base. Austin Riley, third base, which I really like. I think he and the Braves deserve a lot more respect for what they did in the regular season, despite right. not having the greatest record. Uh, shortstop, the often injured Fernando Tatis Jr. Mm. I think that's just you make it on your name. Yeah, so he's going to make it on his name for the next 10 years. Uh, the outfield, Juan Soto. NL MVP Bryce Harper and Aaron Judge. Well, no, I just, I guess just the MLB did it right. I guess because it's such a long season, you can just, you realize who the best guys are. Right. And they do throw in a DH spot. DH, AL MVP Shohei Otani. Fair enough. Uh, The starting pitchers, which who wouldn't want to see a pitching staff like this? This is just an alphabetical order. It's not any, um, Walker Bueller, Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole, Robbie Ray, Max Scherzer. Wow. Just reliably, you have both the Cy Youngs in there, and right. then two teammates, yep. Scherzer, Bueller, Cole. It's just a it's a safe list, I guess. Like, it's yeah. there's nothing outrageous with it. Right. And then two relief pitchers, Josh Hader and Liam Hendricks. Just safe, reliable yep. guys. Right. <clears throat> the second team I find I also would I I would want to throw the hypothetical of what if like these two teams played, yeah. how would it how would it work out seven right. game series, 
Um, second team catcher Buster Posey also won comeback player of the year and retired. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> nuts. Uh, first baseman, second baseman, a couple more teammates: Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies. Third base: Rafael Devers. Shortstop, even though he got moved to second base when he got traded, Trey Turner, right? Who I think is now going to be the shortstop for the Dodgers. And then in the outfield, Nick Castellanos, Teoscar Hernandez, and Kyle Tucker. Good for I think Castellanos for a Cincinnati team that we probably didn't pay much attention to. Right. Just good recognition. He's gonna get a big payday. Yeah. Once they somewhere figure else. out the CBA. Yep. And then designated hitter, Jordan Alvarez. Cause sure. <laughs> I just I until there's a universal DH, I just don't find this fair. That there's a DH spot. They they should have like the best hitting pitcher. That's that's true. Um, Which, again, would go to the American League. Yeah. Still <laughs> would. Uh, starting pitchers for the second team, Max Freed, Kevin Gosman, Julio Arias, Zach Wheeler, and I left this out of order, but not only does he make the first team as a designated hitter, oh, but Shohei Otani is all MLB second team first as a pitcher. probably ever to do that. Unbelievable. And win the MVP. Yeah, that's this is a momentous year that's for sure. Angel Angels playoff run next year. The Angels, which I think I told you, their lifetime record they are five hundred. Yeah, and then relief pitchers Rafael or uh, Raziel Iglesias and Kenley Jansen. I feel like relief pitchers is so hard. Yeah, yeah, they're it's hit and miss even throughout the year, right? Like you could have like a reliever of the month. Or reliever of the week. Yeah. Right? Like, well, this guy was good this week, but oh boy. He Next gave week up he a... got roughed up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Before we get to your bad, good, and great, I wanted to bring up the college football playoff. Okay. Because this is when, again, I'm starting to pay attention. Uh, I did the top six because I think there's only – I mean, I could be wrong, but I just – to me, there's six teams in contention. Okay. So Georgia holds on to number one. Yeah. They'll be number one. Probably even if they lose. Actually, no. If they lose, then they'll lose the number one spot. Right. Number two, Ohio State. This is, again, these. this is the fun part about college football is you have to have these conversations of, okay, mm. Ohio State lost. They lost to Oregon, right. who was number a, three right. until this week, or number four, until this week, and then right. they lost. And, right. like, not just lost. They lost got bad. killed by Utah. Right. Because I turned that game on. It was on late Saturday yeah, night. And I was like, game. all right, let's, let's see what's going on. It's fourth quarter, and it's like. 38-7, yep. and I'm like, I think they've mixed up the scoreboard. Oregon's <laughs> supposed to be one of the best teams. I, and I like the Utah Utes' uniforms they for were, that game. They were really like, cool. I know they normally wear their reds or whatever. It was kind of cool. Number three, Alabama, because SEC football. Yeah. Number four, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Yes. They, they finally <laughs> snuck in there. They hold on to their spot. And honestly, they I didn't c- hold on to it. They weren't the top four. They were number it, five. Get into the top four. Yes. Um, I guess hold on to. I guess I said hold on because you were telling me for the last month and a half, two months, that they should be the number four team at yeah. least. Absolutely undefeated. Uh, number five, Michigan. Yeah. We'll see this week, right? This will be their make or break. <laughs> it's great. Again, it was part of my good, bad, my bad, good, and great. And then, oh, I guess I put seven. Notre Dame and then Oklahoma State. Yeah. Does Notre Dame have a no, game? No. 
because they're in their independent team, so they screw themselves. I I'm surprised they didn't go to the SEC. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, because yeah. yeah, it hurt. They hurt themselves because they lost to Cincinnati. So that's what's going to do them in. And then OK State is because them and Oklahoma both have one loss, and they're going to face off this weekend. Right. Is there a chance either of them could play their way in, depending how how the game goes? And then, so is is Michigan a top four team if they beat Ohio State? Yep. That's just that's hard for me to imagine. As much as right. I love Michigan, yeah, yeah. No, they've had a de- good season. They've been they've not, been killing. They've been winning the games big. They that they've to, had to right. This is the game that would be an upset if they win it. Other than Michigan State. Yeah, they got right. upset that, by Michigan State. Right. Or I guess that, it wasn't an upset, really, because right. they were both in the... Yeah, top top 10. So, like, it's, called, it's like the playoff. Like, I know we talk about expanding it, but, like, mm-hmm. is it just kind of going to be boring? Like, is it is it just going to be Georgia, Bama, Cincinnati, and whoever wins the Big Ten? Yep. Like, that's just kind of what we're set up for? Yeah. It's now more of, like, as long as Cincinnati holds on. Like, right. if they lose, they probably fall out of the top four no for sure yeah they've they will fall the most <laughs> just based on who they have left so yeah it's that's why it's better if you have 12 because i think there is a, a possibility that the lowest seed can beat the number one seed in a playoff format then we're having the then it's not we're having the is notre dame and it's right okay so oklahoma is going to get in and oklahoma state are they going to have to play an Alabama or an Ohio State, right? Or Cincinnati, Oklahoma? Like right. that would be like it's it's these fun hypothetical games for sure. Because now it's your now you're talking about teams sixteen through thirteen that are just trying to get in now, which are good teams that or actually have probably a lo- great teams that have a loss They're, or two. Right, exactly. Right. It just makes this final. So it's almost really. Um, like you are getting a 16-team playoff because the final week or two... A teams, lot more teams are going to be in it. Yeah, like 13 to 20 or whatever, right? They're now battling because, oh, we still got a chance. Yeah, like if we're in this format, Matt Corral probably doesn't leave Ole Miss already. Right, exactly. And the other thing that I think, which I can, I, I'd like to put as my great, is this might change... Um, players attitudes about missing bowl games if they go to the pro- it? yeah because now it's a playoff game it's not just a bowl game you're not just playing in the citrus bowl yeah right now you could be playing for a national championship so i have a feeling you might see more players playing yeah right because the games mean something yeah i mean i feel like there'll still be someone oh i'm sure yeah i'm just thinking less it's less. just gonna happen less right because now you're gonna have more teams involved well, we might might have spoiled a few of them, but let's get to your bad, good, and great. Okay. All right. Where are my glasses? I can see what I'm reading. <laughs> okay, starting off with my first bad. Major League franchises missing the playoffs. Okay. Buffalo, the Buffalo Sabres. I don't think they've made the playoffs for, I'm going to say, at least 10 years. Yeah, that's right. That's the NHL standard. Uh, Major League Baseball, Seattle. That's right. 20 years. 20, yeah, that's right. 
Um, I don't. I did not mean to turn this into a guessing game. No, I don't. Uh, the NFL. Fine. Uh, so wait, is it current or just yeah, current? Okay, longest current active streaks. The NFL. I was gonna say Arizona. They've made the playoffs recently. Uh, oh, even Detroit made a playoffs. Just think green. Oh, the New York Jets. <laughs> yes. Twenty <laughs> ten. Yeah, ten years. Wow. Oh, I guess maybe, yeah, they made back-to-back AFC Championship games. Right. And then stopped making the playoffs. Playoffs after that. Was that all four? No, that was three. Three for three, and then basketball. Is Sacramento. That's right, which we've talked about. 15 years. I'm pretty sure there's some crazy stat out there that's evolved since I've s- I saw it. But it was like, I think it was like 2016, and they had been in every lottery, but had never gotten the first pick. Or they had been in like, in like, the only two lotteries they weren't in were like, or in that like 2000, 2003, they weren't in the lottery. Right. Every other year they were, and they've never gotten a number one pick. So you're bad, and you're bad at not winning the lottery. You're bad at right? being ba- bad. Yeah. Poor double Sacramento. bad. Yeah. That's 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 a that's lot of a bad. That's a double bad. Sacramento, you can just permanently sit in the bad category. That's right. Um, my next bad is Peng Shi. The tennis player goes missing after, like, I feel so privileged to live in Canada. Like, what we're doing right now, if we're in China, we they may never see us again. Yeah, no. We the just, stuff we've said. Right? You we know what I mean? Yeah, we disappear. It's scary. Yeah. Um, thank goodness that there are players that care about her because all of a sudden they started questioning it and the government must have realized, oh, this is not going to look good on us. We better... You know, let her out of jail or whatever they did with her. Yeah, right. Put her, put her out yeah. in front of the public. Yeah, like she's okay, she's alive. It's scary. Yeah, and it's uh, because she reported a sexual assault. Ex- exactly. It's it, it's terror. It's it, just on that country. It's, it's just, bad. Yeah, it's bad. Like, and you wonder why people leave china like the the like i know on the tennis front like there's they usually leave they don't stick around there right yeah you especially don't want the pressure of being a famous athlete from there right you let the country down down right and you're not getting the money anyway it's right yeah and in a couple months we'll be heading there for the olympics (laughs) exactly (laughs) can i i'll use that as my bad i already got one for february now (laughs) Um, the next bad I have to go with, just talking about the college football playoffs. I don't know if you watched any of the games this weekend, but there was no good games. Uh, Notre Dame was up 45 nothing at the half against Georgia Tech. Michigan State decided they didn't want to go and play Ohio State this weekend. It wasn't like 56-7. Like, it wasn't even – it's like, is this team ranked? Like, if, if you hadn't watched any of the game, oh, I'm going to watch four against seven? This is going to be a good game. It was not good at all. I, like, I actually think Ohio State is good. They have kind of, because I watched them against Oregon, it was a close game, but they lost. So I just thought, I didn't think they were that good. But now I'm thinking they might be as good as Alabama and Georgia this year. Like, they actually might have a chance to win, right? Like, usually they play, but they lose by 21 or 14. or Like, yeah. they're never really in it. Right, like no, when they play Alabama, they're it was only the one year that they won, and that was because of Ezekiel Elliott. Right, yeah. So 
anyway, um, blowouts galore. Like all like Oklahoma State beat TCU by forty, I think it was. It was like there was. Did I watch one good game? I don't think I did. Like I think all the games were blowouts. What was the like ESPN game? The Sunday night game? No. Well, not oh, so. uh, like Oregon and. Oh. And Utah, it was a blowout, 38-7. Again, I was the same way going, like, shouldn't this be the other way around? So Oregon's done now because of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're not. I think they're 11th. Right. Yeah, they're, you, you can't lose two games in this format. It's zero or one. And everyone has one loss except for Cincinnati. So. Doesn't, isn't Georgia. Oh, uh, Georgia, sorry. But again, it was Georgia and Alabama. One of them had to have a loss. Right. No, wait. Why do I keep saying that? They lost to Texas A&M, Alabama. Right. Yes. But Georgia and Alabama will have to face off. All right. My last bad, and um, this is a little bit graphic, but I had to look at it because Jason Pierre-Paul, I have to look what his hand looks like. Like, it, it just I've seen it every week. i, I got to see what his hand looks like. <laughs> it's disgusting. Like, that's bad at what happened to his hand. Yeah, that's to add to add to oh. the graphic stuff of this week. I, I've actually never I've never looked at his actual hand because I've just always seen it wrapped up. I know, but exactly. And they were talking about it, so I just said I I've never actually seen what it looks like, you know. So I I I don't know. I just had to to take a peek, and it was what I thought it was. It was bad. At least he can delete that picture now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do they have any other ones here? Um. Yeah, I did take it. So you like the Canadian? Yeah, they're yeah, just I, I like them. They're they're nothing crazy. But no, no, I know. Um, they r- revealed them in the first intermission of the women's game today, which they were down two nothing to the states. But they've been the better team up to this point, I think. And I know it's only game four, but I'd say like over the last five or six years, the Americans have been the better women's hockey team than Canada. Now it seems to be. The tide has turned. We have Filier, who's as good as Poulain already, and she's only like 20. Yeah, so they, she's going to be the next superstar. It's like, it's this group where the Americans, I feel like, have maybe the bigger names, like yeah. a Hillary Knight, who again. She, she, actually, she's played well. She scored two goals last night, one in overtime, and then she scored one of the goals on a tip in tonight. So she's kind of starting to show her stuff again that i thought she would be doing over the last four or five years and on the canadian side it's kind of again you have your usual suspects the poulain the uh brianne jenner rebecca johnston like they just have those pieces natalie spooner but now you even have like the emily clark the turnbull like or i guess even on the back end like you have you still have laroc there's still fortino like there's still those pieces there but i don't think fortino made the team this year Really? Yeah, I don't think she's there. Wow. Oh. Uh, there's like... uh, Regatta Foss. Oh, she's like oh, the uh, number one. Renata? Renata, thank you. I love that name, Renata. <laughs> um, she's like their number one defenseman. And mm-hmm. then they, I think they still have two cuts to make, and I think the Americans have a couple to make. And Canada took care of business when they went over to Finland. They won all three games pretty handily over there. Again, still making cuts, so you got to see some girls that probably aren't on the team, but could they'd make any other team yeah right i don't even know was that my good 
don't even know. Oh, I was just showing you the that jersey. Yeah, and then jersey, we started talking about Canada. Um, I, I don't know if you got to see any of the Michigan game, but the I had as for good the Michigan wide receivers. Well, they made like four, I think there was five one-handed catches. One of them didn't count because there was a penalty on the play or something like that. But yeah, they, they played really well. And they Michigan actually does a pretty good job using two quarterbacks. Usually that doesn't work. And yeah, it's kind of it's it's nice that a Michigan Ohio State's gonna mean something because it's been a few years since the games meant something when these two teams play. I think the last time it mattered was the JT Barrett game when they went for it on fourth down, and I still don't think he got the first down. Right. Yes. Exactly. That was the last game that mattered. Yeah. Because every other year it's okay. Is Ohio State going to win by 20 and make their way into the playoff? or? Well, and at one point, like there was no Big Ten championship, so that was Damn basically up. the Big Ten championship every year. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if this is a good or a bad, but um, the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night, it was the first time this season that they had a pass interference penalty against them that's pretty good i, I would say, say I would right good yeah, yeah that's that's a good discipline secondary for and sure if you're getting your first penalty and you're missing probably your two best secondary players yeah makes sense also was it uh who's the guy that got whoever got burned on the mike williams touchdown definitely had a concussion right he definitely hit his head yeah yeah hard for sure um and then one other good um, just reading the hockey news, um, the Aurora School, the St. Andrews, they're in a new league. So they're playing against Americans. They're, they play against like Shattuck, St. Mary's, like all the major high schools that um, NHL players come from. Hmm. So like I, they I know, travel maybe, to and from the states. yeah like they play like two they'll play two or three games here against a team on a weekend and then they'll go there so maybe we can go watch a game because yeah there's a few nhl prospects that are playing in this league wow yeah hmm. yeah i just thought that was pretty neat i definitely want to go see those guys uh and then for my great again i'm gonna go back to soccer i can't believe i'm doing that um they are tied for 40th their best fifa ranking of all time it's just i can't believe i'm getting excited about soccer but I guess if you're good, you're going to get excited about it, right? Especially a team that no one expects it, to be good. Right. It's not yeah, a they're underdog for sure. And to me, it's exciting. Like soccer normally is not exciting, but the guys that they have, it's enter- it's entertaining. Yeah. Especially you have a superstar in Alfonso Davies who right. is one of the He's best clearly, players in Europe. Right. And then you just kind of you just have a team that just like fits together well and John Herdman, a lot of people probably don't remember, but he was he was the manager, coach, I don't remember what they call him, but he was coaching the women's team and led them to all their success. Right. And then just said, you know what? I'm just going to go to the men's side. Let's right. go help Let's that go, side. Right. Help them win. And now they're on the brink of making a World Cup. Right. And I, I have one other great for you. Uh, the NFL does a good job of picking fans out of the stadium and what they're wearing it's always halloween so here's the latest green bay minnesota oh wow the, 
like that's that got to be heavy on the neck wearing a big ring like that yes, as a Green a Bay fan. Super Bowl, Super Bowl ring, ring. from the Green Bay fan. Yeah. A bunch of patches on his jersey. Yeah. Could be I'm Super not, Bowl appearances. Right. And then the Vikings fan looks like he's ready to play. It looks like he's, he's wearing got, full shoulder pads. That's right. Yeah. Face paint where yeah. you can't see his actual face besides right. his lips. And I actually just kind of dressed up like a full-on Viking as yeah. well. Got some He should have just he's, he's just missing the, the hat. Yes. If and he would have wore that, he probably would have beat the Green Bay fan, but I'll give it to the I'll give it to the Green Bay fan on that one. For wearing a ring on his head? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, whatever else he was wearing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. There we go. All right. Bad, good and great. So that about wraps it up for this one. We'll be back. Friday, Friday afternoon. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving, Friday. Yeah. That'll be, oh, it's Black Friday. How much longer are we going to be able to call it that? Yeah, that's true. Right? That's going to be changed, changed right? Along with the Washington football team and the Cleveland baseball team. Uh, the the Guardians. the Friday shopping nothing. <laughs> the oh. Friday murder shopping. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is at this point. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Black Friday edition. We'll talk about some thanksgiving football hopefully one of the games are good and college lots of colors college thursday night and friday afternoon flyers got their uh, traditional uh friday afternoon thanksgiving game back just like the day you were born so i'm happy to see that <laughs> we'll be back friday and besides that we'll see you next time